Welcome, everybody, to episode 17 of the Idle Hour podcast, where our goal is to bring you all the news and current events that we find compelling within the Japanese idol and VTuber industries. Uh, we generally shoot the shit for about an hour or maybe more. In this episode, we cover VTubers, as always, uh, Sakamichi, as always, and Love Live, as always. Congratulations, you're in a brand new episode of the same show. <laughs> Stay tuned for more. <laughs> So, uh, uh, you guys, did you guys see the, uh, the clip of Finana talking about why she wants her permanent retainer to be taken out? Yes. No. Oh my God. I'm scared. <laughs> it's pretty, I don't know why, but like, uh, when we were, when we were writing out the stuff, uh, that we were going to talk about on uh, this month's podcast. Uh, like, I thought, man, we could probably fill a podcast with just like, we could call a podcast like Shit Feed Donna said and just yeah. kind of go over that. But um, the, the problem was it was it was weirdly wholesome and you buy it at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I watched that uh, waterfall video. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. There are di clearly differences in what uh, the different companies are allowed to say. <laughs> Although, <laughs> and, and it seems to be um, regional as well, since mm. like Hollow ID, like gets away with saying some some pretty high buy stuff sometimes. <laughs> so does En. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, speaking of uh, Hollow Live, um, so last time we were on, which uh, was uh two months ago question mark uh because we missed uh october um hollow council had just up had just uh, uh debuted so we we figured we'd give our our updated thoughts on council um logan i can't remember were you were you there for that episode i was no? not there for that one no okay maybe you know, did you want to give your your just thoughts on them sure now? sure um so I guess let me let me see. Um, I know going into it, my like predisposition was for Fauna and Mume to be my favorites, and that's mm. kind of held true for me. 
Um, I really like their kind of more laid back voices and personalities, and I think they're pretty funny um, with uh, what they do. Um, Sana, I kind of liked her character design, but after you know watching her a bit and stuff, I'm not really a big fan of her personality and energy and stuff like that just doesn't really fit my uh my criteria mm, for what fair. i'm looking for um crony crony's really funny <laughs> <laughs> i haven't watched a ton of her stuff but every time i see a clip of her it uh it makes me laugh so i definitely need to watch more of her um and uh balls bay um i was very worried about her i after her debut uh because she was very high energy but uh, she's she's pretty good she's pretty funny yeah uh, she... i really like the dynamic that her and iris have yeah <laughs> <laughs> it, it it surprises me how like how she can fluctuate between highs and lows she's yeah. not all highs which is i think what what you were thinking and most of us were thinking at the time yeah i thought she was gonna be like the en ollie and uh and you know, not throwing shade at Ollie, but she's just very high energy. Yeah, very loud. <laughs> Sometimes you could only take clips of Ollie because the exactly. whole stream of it's like, it's I'm exhausted. <laughs> yes, and I've been sitting here. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, what about what about you, Stephen? What 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 are your updated takes? Um. Yeah. So like, I think last time we were talking about, it, I mentioned that um, like I expected my favorite to be Bay, um, because mm. I loved her energy. However. I think over the last kind of like two months, like it's kind of like shifted massively. Like, um, I would honestly say my favorite was what I originally thought would be like my least favorite, which was Crony. Oh, really? Yeah. Like she's like watching her streams. Like again, they, although her personality is just like super chilled she is not a super chilled person <laughs> um, no, she's not. and like there are just moments in her stream where you're just like oh my god this is so good and it's completely unintentional she's not meaning any of it um that yeah i find i found i found that i've enjoyed her streams way more than the others um her and uh fauna's minecraft stuff has been amazing yeah <laughs> yeah that was fantastic um but yeah like i think i think i've actually like shifted more towards the more kind of like chilled members like uh crony yeah. fauna and mume um i think i think mume streams are different to any other vtuber streams in terms of <laughs> she can almost say nothing and you're just like wow this is chilled <laughs> like she could literally say just berries for 20 minutes and you're like oh this is a good stream um but yeah like I, I think what's really helped is they've done they've actually done a ton of collabs in the, like the first two months yeah um which has enabled them to bring out like parts of their personality that them just doing solo streams wasn't really able to um yeah and especially i think it's helped that halloween's been in the middle so you'd have all like the the halloween scary streams so like 
with crony that was hilarious because she's like super confident super self-assured and then she goes into a horror stream and she's not self-assured anymore (laughs) (laughs) um and yeah it's it i think i think that's kind of shifted around so i would definitely say that crony is probably my favorite right now closely followed by uh fauna and then mume uh so yeah, I think I think we're all kind of on the same page. <laughs> um, I like Bay a lot, but like the problem I had with with um, with Bay and Sana are that um, they're often streaming when I'm dead asleep. True, true. Um, so while I do catch them sometimes, I can't catch them all the time. Also, as I love Sana, but like the astrology thing doesn't do it for me i i don't and i i'm sorry to any of our listeners who believe in that stuff (laughs) and my i have my sisters and my mom are all into it i think it's nonsense my i apologize but i do so and then like her other games like celeste is cool i guess but she doesn't stream a whole lot of stuff that i'm terribly interested in um which I guess, you know, isn't saying much since, like, I do watch all the fucking Minecraft streams. And, I mean, like, there have been Minecraft streams since, what, like, 2011 when it came out, so. I'm I've... so happy that they've started doing, like, as much Minecraft as they have. Yeah. At least on the EN side, because it was, like, it was an occasional thing. But, like, once uh, Council came into the fold, it really well, just boomed. Not only that, but I think, and, and to to Steven's point about, like, the, the collabs, when... When the uh, when they combined the servers, mm. the amount of off collabs, like just stuff that yeah. happened, like it blew up and it was so good for so long. Like there was like a solid two weeks where like people would just bump into each other or maybe even VC. Uh-huh. Um, and and it that's was what just... I loved about the JP server. Like when it was just the JP server and I was watching the JP girls do Minecraft. It's like they bump into someone and then they go on an adventure for like an hour and a mm-hmm. half. Yeah, like, yeah, just doing nonsense. Love yeah, that. Um, but yeah, so so for me, I think I'm closer to uh, Steven in that case because I I think Crony is just a lot of fun. I try and catch her whenever I can, um, and then and then Fauna is is great. I I know a lot of people don't like uh, or don't give care that much about ASMR, but I actually really like it, so I enjoy her for that. <laughs> um, it's just good. I like white noise. I like white mm. noise, especially when I'm studying. Um, and then Mume is great too. I I wasn't sold on Mume until yeah. her first karaoke stream, and I'm like, mm. God damn, she's got pipes. Yep. Yeah. And, um, I. It's funny because I remember editing the podcast, and when you guys were talking about Mume, you you both were like, I just don't know who Mume's for, mm. what she's like, what she brings to the table. Yeah, so it's, it's funny hearing you know the no, it's, the one eighty. It, it's crazy. It really is. Um, uh, and I I guess that's one of the cool things about VTubing in general is is um you know that your personality develops over time. I mean you know we're talking about like uh uh was it last month uh hollow no the month before Halloween had their their one year anniversary. Mm-hmm. Um, and just remembering who they were uh the you know uh myth was before. You know, trying to stick in these like rigid character uh, yeah, arcs and stuff yeah. like that, and how much different they are now. Um, <clears throat> fucking like Gura not being like, I mean, she's cute, but like not overly cutesy. Now she's kind of like this boomer shark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
So, you know, just a lot, uh, a lot of development. I think that's what's really cool about it. But <clears throat> speaking of debuts, uh, on Nichi Sanji EN side, they had their third wave of, um, I guess, characters, mm. people, VTubers. VTubers. Yeah, there you go. Uh, and this group is called Etheria. What did we think about Etheria? <laughs> um, they're all trolls. Yeah, they're, I mean, that's Nichi Sanji. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I think they've got this this group i think more than the other waves there's a real weird mix in there of yeah okay like, so let's 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 go ahead and start like yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll go person by person uh but like so the first i'm, I'm probably going to get this out of order but i know that the first debut was uh nina kosaka who is that the honey yep. yeah 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 that's fucking a, can't stand that yeah i'm, I'm not i'm no you know what i'm i i like <laughs> i like her um like parts of her but uh-huh. the fact that everything is punctuated with honey i can't do it mm. <laughs> yep yeah uh, but yeah so she's you know like the the fox lady who's i guess is supposed to be have like the the mom energy kind of stuff uh but i, I think she goes a little bit above and beyond <laughs> <laughs> um the the next debut i believe was millie yep Millie Parfait, uh, who it was, is probably my favorite of the group. Honestly, is that the the homeless witch? That's the homeless witch. Gotcha. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Millie's debut is probably one of the best I've ever seen. Yeah. Like just in terms of like, uh, I'll say okay, maybe not like the whole debut, but like her her pre debut video. Like she did a really really good job putting mm. that all together. Like there was a song, there was a a funny song i guess like there was a serious song <laughs> there was a, a joke song um yeah she she is she is super creative yeah um i think that's what i've taken from most of her streams that she's done so far is like she'd always do something which is like pretty creative during the stream that you'll go oh that's a bit like she's put effort into the stream also much like her the other two on the list she's got a mouth on her which oh, i enjoy God, yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um, also, she does ASMR streams, which again I appreciate. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm not gonna get this out of order. I actually do remember. Um, so, uh, following that is Anna Alouette, um, who's an enigma. Mm. <laughs> she's a, she's got a great singing voice. Yep, she uh, she's and, an angel when it comes to singing. Yeah, she's she's got a tremendous <laughs> vocal range too. Um, but I think she's probably the trolliest. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think probably is even in there. <laughs> she's hard to follow. I'll say that. Um, also, she's one of those ones that I, I don't often get to catch her streams mm. for whatever reason, unfortunately. So if you, if you guys have any other takes on her, I mostly only catch her during collabs. Yeah, same. And the, I think the one where I saw the most of her was the Phasmophobia stream they did with the whole group. Yeah, um, yeah. That was fun. <laughs> It definitely showed the dynamics between Millie and Enna against pretty much everyone else. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that was one of the ones where I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm I'm not really down with the like the whole Nina. Thing. Yeah, it's just it was like it was it was chaos, but like some parts of the chaos were more fun than others. Uh, and the last is uh Remu Remu Endo, who is uh, a ghost apparently. Um. 
I I think she for me like Ramu's kind of like the in between between Millie and Anna. Mm. Um, kind of trolly, but uh, and creative, uh, but not in the same way as either of them. I don't know. It's it's hard to to uh, yeah. I I would say I've seen more of Ramu because she's done more collabs outside of her her wave. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, for sure. And she seems to already have a really good kind of like. Uh, really good relationship with some of the other members in Wave One and Two. Uh huh. Yeah. No, I was just saying uh, the uh the, the I'm not sure if you saw the Apex collab where Selene went up against uh, the three girls. She was in yeah. that one and it was a lot of fun. She actually did really well. Uh, considering their her skill level, I guess. Um. Yeah. No. Rain was Rain was pretty good. Um. I haven't. I have unfortunately not been able to catch any karaoke streams if she's mm. done any so I, I don't really know what her singing is like she also did like an um, entirely bilingual stream in spanish and english yeah i do okay so that's another thing we can say like this is probably the most uh language representation mm. etheria because uh let me think nina can speak french and russian uh i think remu can speak french as well and spanish um millie 100% could speak Tagalog. Yep. Like, I can tell from her fucking accent. Um, Anna, I don't, I don't remember Anna what else can she speak, could speak. Um, Mandarin Chinese. Oh, wow. Okay, I asked you. So, I mean, that's an absolute <laughs> butt-ton of representation there. Like, that's that's great for, like, building audience uh, outside of uh, strictly English mm. speakers. So, like, I know in Nina streams, I see a lot of... Um, a lot of uh fucking russian text so <laughs> they've been migrating from botan yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> botan doesn't even speak although to be fair nina doesn't play all the fps games that yeah, a lot of the russian true. you know uh, i actually watched botan this morning play some of the new call of duty and i'm like oh yep here come the russians <laughs> uh so yeah no etheria um i will okay if if i had to to rate the three probably not my favorite group i love them to death but like mm. i think i think the other two are stronger but again i might be this might be like the fact that they're still pretty early on in their career but i do enjoy that the dynamic they have with obsidia and with lazulites yeah i i think i think from my standpoint it's it's t- difficult at the moment because like they don't they don't feel like a cohesive group right now oh 100 percent not no <laughs> um to be fair like because like i think it's it's a little bit unfair because like lazulite have kind of always felt really like a group from the start um, yeah mm-hmm. obsidia obsidia didn't. <laughs> um, i mean i mean so the dynamic of obsidia is rosami is adorable and loved by both and <laughs> Petra just gets like relentlessly bullied by Selene. <laughs> <laughs> to the point That's where, where Selene does to everyone. Where where Petra's actually started like like she's now Petra has a mouth on her. <laughs> yep. <laughs> she broke Petra. <laughs> yeah, no, I guess it's just different. I'm hoping I'm hoping it develops further because mm. honestly, I, I I only really catch Millie is the only one I I 
actively seek out you know it sounds bad to say it's not like i i dislike the the others but millie's the only one who's like i see her streams i click on her streams kind of deal you know yeah i think um, where's the other the ones same, it's like the same as that but with uh Reimu. okay yeah no but like the other ones if they're like in a collab yeah i'll watch them but i don't know interesting times for niji sanji and it it is indeed <laughs> um well, they all they all react the same to Finano, which I I enjoy. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so uh, what's going on in the Sakamichi world there, Stephen? Well, so we're into that time of year where tours are finishing, last singles for the year are coming out. Um, so there's there's bits of news here and there. Um, we're also in prime graduation season towards the end of the year, and that's playing out in some areas as i'll get on to um so i'll kick off with hinatazaka so only real kind of announcement from their side is the uh hinakuri um their christmas concert um has been announced for this year um they did hold one last year but it was uh online only this one at the moment fingers crossed is in person and that is christmas eve and christmas day and that will be held I th I think, at Makuhari Messe in Chiba. I, I want to say, I mean, you know, like, again, fingers crossed, knock on wood. But, I mean, given the the fact that other groups have had in-person events, mm. um, I think, you know, there's a fairly good chance. Yeah, yeah. And I know that um, Sakurazaka just finished their Saitama Super Arena um, mm -hmm. concert, I think, last weekend. And that had in person. We've been there. So we have been there. Um, it was snowing. It was snowing. <laughs> it was snowing. Thank <laughs> you, Logan. Um, so yeah, so that's that's at the moment being held. Um, last year's one was initially meant to be held at Tokyo Dome, so it's a shame they're not holding it at Tokyo Dome again. But Makari Messe is big. Hopefully, a big audience there. Um, and then hopefully Hinatazaka get their Tokyo Dome concert sometimes next year. Then on to Sakurazaka. Um, so. They've announced two graduations, unfortunately. Um, so those are uh, Moria Akane and Watanabe Rika. So two members that were very kind of very much at the front of Keiakizaka, but haven't really been in Sakurazaka. They will officially graduate at the end of the third single activity, which is ongoing at the moment. So the likelihood is that their activities will have finished by the end of the year. And unfortunately, they'll be graduating. But on the more positive side, um, they have announced that they will be holding a first year anniversary live this year. Um, that will be held um, on December 9th and 10th at Nippon Budokan. Um, and uh, yeah, I think that was that was announced at the Saitama Super Arena concert last week so that should be a good one um there's no word on whether that'll be live streamed yet but it's likely i would say it it'll be interesting to see what they sing because i mean they've only got three singles they'll do what they've that. continuously been doing which is just doing just enough yeah <clears throat> i mean one could hope you know but yeah yeah <laughs> yeah like, you have other songs I've I've completely lost hope that they'll sing a Kayaki Zaka song again. Yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> this is um, just copium. Yeah, yeah. 
I always I always get that rush just before a concert they do and just go maybe maybe this time um but I think I've lost that drive now <laughs> <laughs> um so that's that's Sakurazaka and then Nogizaka um couple of announcements um they've announced that they're going to release for their 10th anniversary a best album so like a greatest hits album that'll be their first greatest hits album um it will wow in 10 years that's yep. impressive actually um it's a three cd collection um it's going to be titled uh time flies um <laughs> and all members will be getting exclusive covers so if you're an Ogizaka fan they're on order now um i believe they're on order till the end of the year the exclusive covers and they are essentially first come first serve but all members will have exclusive covers of them wearing their three favorite costumes and there is a new single that will be released as part of that album called uh saigo no tight hug um which has already been released on youtube and that will be a Ikta Erika Center. Um, which unfortunately leads on to the next bit of news. Um, that will be Ikta Erika's final center. Uh, because she has announced that she will be graduating the group by the end of the year. And her graduation concert. Uh, so she's, um, because she's a first gen with a relatively high stat, um, stature within the group. She has got dedicated graduation concerts um, and sh those will be held on the 14th and 15th of December at Yokohama Arena and they, there is no details around live streaming yet but again, it's likely that at least one of the days will be live streamed probably the second day. Um, so that's, that's sad. Um, but then also, just to double down on kind of good and sad news, um, the Tokyo Dome concert that was delayed from earlier this year, the final tour date, that now has a new date. And that date is the 20th and 21st of November, so this month. Um, live viewing tickets for both of those dates are available now. Um, and the I believe the 21st, the second date, is the it's dedicated as the graduation concert for uh takiyama kazumi um so that will be that will be going ahead on those two dates um so the only other thing really so so beyond kind of each and news from each group there's a general kind of thing that, that's been coming out that over the last two months each of these three groups have released singles um and what is becoming clear now is there is a downward trend on sales um i mean <laughs> it's and again it's there's a number of things that could be causing it um i i, I think one thing stands out <laughs> in my mind and that's that's the lack of a need to lottery yes you know so, what i'm saying um <laughs> yeah. yeah so I feel like if like the figures that are in so um to give an example something like um the last three Nogizaka singles have kind of averaged around about 540,000 first week sales um you go back to the 
24th or 25th single, um, those were averaging about a million first week sales. Um, <laughs> so almost like a 50% drop off there. Um, the other groups have seen less of a drop off. Um, so like Sakurazaka, um, Sakurazaka is a difficult one to to base around because they actually changed the group draw during the lockdown period. Um, so they've also dropped from like their last one as Kayaki Zaka was seven hundred fifty thousand, but have dropped down to around seven three hundred and about three hundred eighty thousand first week now. Um, I wonder how much of that is offset by ticket sales though. Yeah, it's gonna be really difficult. It's gonna be difficult to tell until they reopen up and do balloting again. Um, yeah, I think. I think th- there's a general across the board. Like Hinatazaka is less clear because Hinatazaka has kind of almost kept their average. They've dropped off very little, um, but also they've never balloted any of their singles. Ah. Um, so very very difficult to get a tell on it. Um, I think I've seen some discussion around why it could be, um, and part of it is like there's there's during this period there seems to be less promotion around singles there's obviously less in-person meet and greet stuff less balloting yeah um less kind of appetite to do an online meet and greet meet and greet versus like a handshake event um also the fact that music videos now the only way to own them previously was if you bought the blu-ray now, oh, now they're, they're coming out on YouTube before the single even comes out. Um, I mean, I feel like there's still ways to monetize. It's just like I, mm. I've never liked. <clears throat> I've really never liked the the whole balloting, yeah, thing. It's super predatory. Um, but there's other ways you can you can definitely monetize. And if you again, I, like I don't get the aversion to reaching out to like international audiences with just token gestures to hire translator yep. translate some of the some of the you know i don't know like um events or or interviews or something stuff like that and like international idol fans eat that shit up too mm. um i don't know I like think, I, think... I i hope i was just gonna say i hope it's it's not like they're not seeing this as a reason to pick balloting back up and like hard charge at that again i'm, I'm mm. hoping that they're they're trying to find a workaround yeah and i think weirdly one of the other well i say weirdly is it's understandable one of the other ones that i've seen discussed around it is for all of these latest singles that have been released there is also the fact of possible money burnout for fans because yeah the number of tours that have been happening and then these singles dropping in the middle of tours means that you, yeah. you have to make decisions <laughs> at that point of do I go to a concert? Do I buy the singles? Do I buy just maybe one copy and maybe go to one event? It, mm-hmm. it, it creates decisions. And especially because um, me just then going through the groups, they've all announced more concerts for this year. It, it, it gives a decision to fans to make of what thing do I buy? Yeah. Um, and I think they've been, they've not been great during this uh, period of like remoteness of really breaking up their sales opportunities. Um, it's kind of been a yeah, very, it, very it constant flow. Like 
Yeah, it seems like they're trying to overload to to make up for the the potential loss in revenue because of of um you know the loss of balloting mm. for handshake and and concerts and stuff like that. So yeah, it do, it does. I get like so we we fill up uh you know for for those of you listening we we fill up uh a Google Doc uh we uh full of you know the the stuff that happened over the previous months and and stuff we want to talk about and I'm gonna say like. Steven absolutely loads the Sakamichi area <laughs> every time, but it's because so much stuff is happening. Mm. Um, and, and you know, since, you know, the start of the pandemic and, you know, it, it's been this constant flow of just hear Sakamichi, big old, like, you know, thing of text of, of everything they're doing. And yeah, I, I hadn't thought about it until you mentioned it now, but yeah, it really is relentless. Mm, and again, Not that it's bad. I mean, it it's great, but it's still it's a lot. Yeah, and again, I tend to only really bring up the things that are are relevant to a more international audience that we would have access to. Um, mm-hmm. That's not even to take into account like probably I could double the amount of things I had on there with the things that are being released for the Japanese audience. Um, that's crazy. And you just go, that's it's it's too much. It's just it's too much. Like you. <laughs> You then have to start going, well, I need to pick a group or I need to pick a different group or I need to pick and choose what things I buy um, just mm-hmm. to kind of just to kind of survive monetary wise. Yeah. Um, uh, and it's it's like it's almost like they they were like, let's see if, if we can actually burn out idol fans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. And I think I, th- I think they're they're trying really hard, um, but again, we'll we'll see when it kind of gets when it, when when it gets back to normal whether these um, these release schedules kind of settle back down. Um, you'd like to hope they would, um, but it'll just be a wait and see on that one. Um, I think it doesn't it doesn't help that you, they've now got three Sakamichi groups that are all relatively successful that they yeah, almost have yeah, to promote the same amount where you two years back well three three years back Hinata Zaka didn't exist Sakura Zaka was Kayaki Zaka so they were doing their whole thing so they really only had like two big groups to promote they've now got three um and it just it just spreads everything a little bit thinner, for sure. But on that about trends within um, within the idol space within uh, Sakamichi and that kind of three D Japanese Japanese idol space, um, was a bit of news that caught my eye this morning. Um, that there was a press release that came out. Um, I believe, I believe this week. The um, the AKV forty eight fan club is closing at the end of next year. That's crazy. Um, <laughs> and end of next so year. Huh? The reason it's end of next year is because they will be allowing renewals up to the twenty ninth of November this year. So, huh. um, which I think is a bit, a bit weird. 
do yeah. they go in? Kind of feels, well, you, you kind of feels cash grabby. Year, but there's no guarantee yeah. of any real content next year. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it feels cash grabby for sure. Yeah. So, so what they're saying is up to the, I believe up to the 30th of November this year, you can renew your fan club registration. If you don't have one, you can make one up to the end of the year, but then there will not be another period to renew or create. So when those that have created their membership on like the 29th of December this year expire next year, that will be it. Mm-hmm. Um, now, they are they have announced during that that they will be kind of like merging it into their mobile service um which kind of puts them in line with some of the other groups that just just have like a mobile subscription services now oh Um, okay but what it means is they don't have a fan club now and their fan club linked into all of the like the general um uh what was it like the you know the events where they ranked members oh yeah that was all through the official fan yeah. club some um, of those are hard to watch yes <laughs> so it potentially is potentially a shift away from that stuff to more of a more of a sakamichi model um but again i think that'll be to be seen it's not great optics i will say no it looks really um, bad with all the other things that have AKB have done over the last kind of like 18 months, closing cafes, changing um, things around how they promote the group and the number of like major graduations, it's not great optics to end the year with. Um, but we'll see what happens from that. I just thought it was uh, an interesting bit of news to come out just before the end of the year. Mm-hmm. We'll see if he goes anywhere, but honestly, just it sounds like just it's just consolidation. But like, yeah, like you said, it's it just doesn't look good. Yeah, I, I don't think it's the end of it's the end of AKB. Like, like I'm sure there are some doomsayers out there who think that way, but I I really don't think AKB is going down anytime soon. Hmm. Yeah, I, I'd like to think it would just be consolidation. Um, but yeah, when this fan club has been going for ten years and now they're just shutting it down, it does feel a bit odd especially when they've still got a relatively good fan base uh with memberships within that fan fan club based on the reactions i've seen on twitter Mm. very interesting but um yeah it'll be a a wait and see thing on that one um but yeah Yeah. that's really it from the 3d idol group (laughs) all right well then let's move into the animated slash 3d (laughs) idol groups uh love live uh, we are actually we are currently in the run up to the countdown live, which um, if you remember, I think we announced this last time um, will be a uh, live show featuring all of the current Love Live groups. That's uh, yeah, it's gonna be great. Mm. Uh, it's gonna be uh, Aqua, uh, Nichikasaki, and um, and Lila. I every time I say Bring back Muse, every every time I say <laughs> Nichi. I have to stop myself from saying Niji Sanji, um, mm-hmm. Niji Gasaki. Uh, but so, yeah, so they recently released a song, a collaborative song called uh, Live with a Smile, uh, which uh, you can listen to on Spotify. Uh, it's pretty good. Um, there's a 
uh, version with all of the girls. There's a version, and then there's a, a you know a version for each the groups by themselves. Um, there's also going to be a uh, collab with the the All Night Nippon Gold Radio Show. Um, that's going to uh, be a release CD with uh, a song from each of the groups. Um, I'll go ahead and read the titles. Not Alone, Not Hitori uh, is Aqua. <laughs> uh, Miracle Stay Night is Nijikasaki. And shooting, Stay shooting Voice is Lila. What? Oh, State. Mir- what, yeah. what did I say? Night. Oh, God damn it. All right. Well, take two. <laughs> no, you know what? Okay. Uh, we'll just, we'll, we'll edit it in post. Don't edit it in post. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so, so like, I, I, I'm assuming we're going to hear these songs in the countdown live uh, on top of, you know, some of their, you know, greatest hits, I guess. Um, so yeah, I, it's going to be a lot of fun. I definitely going to be watching that and, uh, I'm, we're probably going to be reminding you about it again next month because uh, it's going to be uh, probably going to be a great show. I mean, last uh, last year we had the uh, Aqua Countdown Live, and that was an absolute mm. fucking blast. Um, so I'm very excited to see all the groups, especially since I, I'm not going to lie, I haven't really been able to catch up that much with uh, Nijikasaki, especially with... Um, with uh the like they were already formed but the naming of rebirth um oh yeah yeah i've listened to their music but you know i haven't like like you know beforehand when i had more time i would like keep in keep on uh tabs on everything happening uh but i honestly i haven't been able to watch too much um so yeah it's it's gonna be great and there's pretty much the guarantee that that all going to perform on stage at the same time yes which we because didn't of, even of, get it first <laughs> yeah live with a smile uh is a song that is a collaborative song so yeah probably has there been any update with uh tamori setsuna because uh... last i heard she was having like voice problems mm. right I haven't seen any updates about it. I don't think. Okay. I I think she, was she there for her fan meeting, in because uh, I I th- like their fan meetings are underway right now. Uh, I think it went. Uh, let me think. It was. Uh, Diver Diva first, and I think Quartz went second, and Ozuna just recently went. I think okay. she was there for the Ozuna one, so maybe she's fine, but I I don't know. Um, I'll get back to you with that. I'll, I'll look at it. I'll look it up later. Yeah, there, there is there is an update on the uh, on Kinchan though uh, from Aquas. Ah, yes. okay. Um, the, mm-hmm. Although that she's not going to be performing at Azalea's second live this month, and that she's going to continue to have a break from the radio show, they will be slowly resuming their activities um, based on how her health is throughout the remainder of this year. So there's still a chance that she could attend the end of year concerts. Yeah, fingers crossed. Mm. It'd be it'd be really good to see her again on stage. Definitely. Um and in the run up to this uh this countdown live, um there will be uh Lila concerts. Their first concert tour is happening right now. So uh go out and uh check that out while you can. We'll probably we'll probably bring some reaction to that uh next month. 
Speaking of Lila, their mm-hmm. first anime season wrapped up uh, relatively recently, about a month ago. No, not not even a month ago, was it? I don't remember when the last um, episode was. Yeah, it was about a month ago. Okay. Uh, so good news. Uh, their second season was gonna is it was announced. Uh, which I mean, kind of duh. <laughs> like, I don't think any of us were questioning that it would get a second season. Uh, but I thought uh, we'd uh, spend the, the remainder of our time uh, re- uh, kind of reviewing. Yeah, do a mini review here of uh, Love Live Superstar Season 1. So just kind of gut reaction. What did you guys think? Uh, I enjoyed it overall. Uh, I, there are some problems I had with it. Um, but i think it was a solid addition to the love life franchise and i think the girls are all very good i you know what i think i think overall i think i'd agree with that mm. sentiment yeah I, um um so just kind of yeah i don't want to go episode by episode but like so i do think all the girls are solid and i think at the end everything rounds out really really well uh i like yes. that they all had a like decent character arcs um like I, i'll i'll go more into like you know things i like more but i kind of want to touch on the the uh not really problem points but the points that i, I thought were weaker um so i i really like sumide's character episode but when she first comes in it is fucking looney tunes it is straight up ridiculous <laughs> uh, i i think i think they really went hard on on uh, the ridiculous angle um which at first kind of uh kind of turned me off of that um i'll say to i think the one of the bigger disappointments for the show for me was while everyone seemed to get like some decent like backstory and reason for for joining Ren's was probably the weakest, and that makes me really sad because I love Nagisa. <laughs> um, it's very unclear. Uh, when we first like see Ren's house, it's like all like sheeted up, and she's like laying off her maid or whatever. Like she's poor, yeah. but she's not poor. <laughs> it's very unclear how 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 them getting into Love Live made her not poor anymore. <laughs> um. Yeah, yeah. I think those are the like the two big things that that I was confused about, and I thought were weaker about the anime. What What about you guys? What did you think? Like, what were some of your lower points? I guess I should ask more specifically. I guess for me, the the thing that bothered me the most mm. was that for whatever reason, Love Live refuses to go away from having the school closed down as their main point of conflict. Okay, I know I I agree with that. Uh, I will say that uh, this one, like the fact that it's like it doesn't come like it's such it's so weird the way they bring it up because it's like they don't talk about it at all. Uh-huh. From what I've from what I remember, they don't. It's it's not like a mention thing. Again, uh, Ren's like the the state of her house. Like yeah. doesn't it's not terribly well implied that like it's tied into maybe the school not doing well. It just seems like later on they're like, oh hey, by the way, we also got a bunch of students, uh, so we're not gonna have to close down. And it's like 
wait, was that ever in question? They never brought it up. <laughs> like they never brought it up beforehand. So it's just like it's like this is the most offhanded way they've ever done the oh by the way, we need you for the school kind of dealio. Um Yeah. Which I'm hoping that means that it in the next love live, like it, it feels like a like like a phasing out. Like a, oh, okay, it's just like <laughs> oh, yeah, a, I hope so. It's a side thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I honestly like I don't think it feels like so secondhand. Like this was just like, a, oh, add this in because it's love life, you know. Mm, like not even, yeah. not even like it's like a plot point. It's so offhand. I mean, it didn't need to be there. Yeah, exactly. It was, no, yeah, I, it was so I, unimportant to anything. I, I, I totally agree. Um, that's why I was saying I'm hoping, and again, maybe copium, but like, um, <laughs> like maybe this is just their way of slowly phasing it out of love life, just in general. Um, because yeah, I just like, but why though? Why is this here? Yeah. Uh, what about you, Stephen? Anything? Can you think of anything? Um, yeah, I think again, it's a really tough one because, like, I've, like, I think, as a positive, having five members enables you to have those character arcs a little bit easier. If it, mm-hmm. it definitely felt yeah. less rushed, um, to get all the characters in and then get to love live. Um, yes, but I still I, think I, I would I, agree with that. Yeah, but I still think they could have done better on the paces. It's it's like they spent too much time on certain things. Yes, like I feel like they spent half the show harping on uh, Kanon's like inability to sing on stage, mm. and but like they got over that in like the second episode. Well, okay, I I I did like so I actually really like that because uh the, the, she does get over it in the second episode but they come back to it in like the like I want to say like the 10th or 11th episode the 11th episode um yeah and and like she like it's it's just a can she do this on her own kind of thing um yeah. which is fine uh but yeah yeah they probably didn't have to do the mm. 11th episode one I I I think they could have spent that time like well they maybe shift shift time around and Again, maybe give a little bit more explanation to Ren's because Ren's backstory is just she had a misconception that her mom didn't like school idols, mm. and then like she yes. suddenly remembers, oh hey, my mom actually said it was like the best time of her life, and it's like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I do okay. So those are definitely some of the weaker points for sure. Sure. Um, I will say, in terms of uh, like, so Ren is again the the student council president. She's basically Rico. She's Rico, the student council president, who's who's um, you know, like her initial like dislike of school idols is, is not clear. Um, I think they did the like the best job out of anyone thus far for like put it like having that stopgap. On the the student council president, because like every other love live, the student student council president seems to also be the fucking principal of the school. Yep. <laughs> uh, whereas this one, there's no, there's straight up a principal who goes, "No, what? You're not allowed to do that. You're not allowed to tell them no." <laughs> but you know. but also, why make the student council president again the one that like hates the group I, at the start? I don't know, man. Because <laughs> they've got a template <laughs> and they fill they in do the have template. A template. Uh, yeah, but why be be and more creative? And then Sunrise accepts the you. template. Yeah, I mean this is <laughs> Sunrise. Why? I mean Sunrise has a template for Gundam too. I mean it's yep. like telling Gundams True. not to have not to be 
not to be political dramas in space. <laughs> um, no, I, I mean, like, but I, I think that they did the the best job thus far of mm. uh, of kind of making it more realistic uh, in that sense. Um, I also appreciated the the uh, uh, the dynamic of like music students versus uh, general curriculum. I think it is kind of ridiculous to have a almost like a class yes. divide in school. Mm. <laughs> so I, they abandoned that. Though. I like the way they they resolved it. That's what I'm saying. Is okay. I like the way that they abandoned it and re- like the way it was resolved. Um, I see. Because it, it was very confusing seeing them in their music uniforms. Uh, yeah. Uh, what do you call it specifically? You know, Chisato and and, uh, yeah. and Ren. Uh, I bet you know knowing them, bef- like you know, as real idols in their general curriculum mm. uniforms. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I think that was that was really well resolved. Uh, again, as much as like Sumide's like initial uh showing kind of, I won't say turned me off, but like just kind of was like I was like mad on her. I think episode 10 was fantastic. Mm, I think yeah, it was yeah. 10. I loved it. Um, and that's the kind of character I like as the, the ones I can cheer for because they're always kind of like second fiddle. So I really liked her uh, in that episode. Uh, I will say what helped me through this whole show from a plot standpoint is knowing that the ones that were teaching them specific skills, they had backstory that justified that, oh, like... Chisato is a dancer because then mm-hmm. she teaches them dance. Mm-hmm. Um, like the Canon can sing. Yeah, well, not only yeah. can Canon can play guitar, guitar and compose, and you go, yeah, okay. Like they've, it's not just here are nine members, none of them have any musical background apart from maybe one of them. Um, and there's no justification why any of them can dance or create costumes or stuff like that. Oh, okay. So, I mean, would we say that Cuckoo has justification for being able to create no, costumes? Really. Absolutely not. <laughs> Outside of being a massive weeb, so she probably cosplays. So true, true, true. <laughs> I will say I didn't. I wasn't expecting to like Cuckoo as much as I did. Uh, uh, yeah. I, I think she's ridiculous and silly, and she's definitely not my favorite. But. Uh, and honestly, in some parts of the Sumire thing, she comes off as really mean. But uh, uh, I don't know. I, I enjoyed her little like spontaneous breaks into Mandarin, and uh, some some parts. Uh, mm. I think she was really fun. I I honestly thought, oh, I don't know. It it'd be hard to rank like who I think the best or who I think like my least favorite is. But I don't know. What do you guys think? What what were some other plot points you thought were particularly strong for superstar um for me i really liked sunny passion as a foil to the main group really um yeah i did uh, i mean okay i like them i like how much they show up yeah. and and i like their personalities and their designs so their and designs are like it's like it's like budget carnival outfits man i i, I, could, <laughs> I love it i hate it I think I honestly <laughs> think this is the weakest foil. They oh not maybe not the weakest foil. That's mean. I, I mean I don't think it's not as good as Saint Snow, but I think it's way better than uh what what's their face Arise? From Muse. Yeah. Arise is pretty good. I think Arise just didn't have a whole lot of screen time. Um but I think their song is better than or like I think Arise's songs are better than Sunny Fashion. We get a song from Sunny Fashion. We get Passions? one. Mm. Yeah. Do we? Yeah. It's we don't get the whole one either. 
Um, yeah. I mean, they're fine. I like them a lot, but I just I want more of their music and maybe sure. different outfits for that. <laughs> that that was kind of uh my like one of my bigger disappointments as well was not being able to see them perform their love Live yeah song. that was that was a bummer that was a huge bummer <laughs> because yeah because okay i i like the fact and spoilers which i mean i guess it's way too damn late but i like the fact that they came in second and this that's what was spoiled yeah. for me was uh before i watched episode 12 was they come in second and i'm like all right i mean yeah, I didn't want to see it. <laughs> it's just like I was bummed out. But, um, but the way they do it, and the fact that you don't get to see the number one, mm. you know, and it's just like, okay, am I to imagine that they just sang the same song? Because, yeah, I mean that last that last Lila song was pretty great. It was yep. pretty good. Um, I mean it's no snow halation, but it did it did it did the job. Yes. Uh. Yeah, so it's just like it's just disappointing that it's just like and scene, they lost. <laughs> I like. I will say though, uh, Lila's reaction to the loss I think was better than I anticipated because I, I was expecting mm. like the whole you know, I, not not to you know rag on Chica, but you know like the Chica kind of ganky you know, let's all smile kind of thing. I enjoyed that they were frustrated mm. about it. Uh-huh. Like I, I shouldn't say enjoyed. I I think it was more realistic, and I think it 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 suits the characters better. Yeah. That that their yeah. reaction is, you know, I'm mad that we lost, but I'm now now I'm you know more motivated than ever to to win. Do better. Yeah. Yeah. Especially since they came in second, it's only their first competition. So. Yeah. Uh, what else? I think the show looked really yep. good. Yeah, they did a good job there. Like, phenomenal. Look, the art style was stunning. Uh, <laughs> I I enjoyed that Kanon has a dad, although it seems like he's also. <laughs> oh my yeah, god, he's the same. Yep. He's the exact same kind of dad as every other Love Life dad. It was hilarious that like he's facing forward in one, and he's facing shot, backwards, and then <laughs> he's he's facing backwards because we're not allowed to see his face. <laughs> yeah, no, it's <laughs> ridiculous. Made me laugh. Uh, at that point, all you can do is laugh. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Stephen, I'm curious what you thought about uh, about Conan's uh, uh, Cafe L. <laughs> oh, I, I have I have no opinions over owls. Um, uh, what about pasta? <laughs> I have many opinions over that. Yeah, I'm not going to continue that one. I don't want this podcast to end up with an explicit tag. Um, yes, it's. Uh, I found it amusing that she had a, a cafe owl. Um, yeah, I found it less amusing that it didn't decide to uh, take a shit on anyone. <laughs> like owls do. Uh, they, uh, uh, weird, mine did. Yeah, mine did. Do. <laughs> <laughs> mine was on my head too. God damn it. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, any, any, any. I just wanted to kind of make that jab. What Sorry. Did uh, any, all think any, about the music in the show? Because we've yet to talk about that. That's fair. I thought it was very good and different. Mm. Uh, yeah. So the initial song, the uh, you know the quote unquote Kuka song, uh, I think was very it was kind of standard love live stuff. 
Yes. Uh, I and I think if I had to rate, like you know, like I I call it the start dash moment. Um, it was at least different, kind of, in that uh, it was Sumide who caused like the fuck up. Um, oh yes. Um, and there were people there. I enjoyed the like the light sticks, you know, them them using the light sticks to light up the venue. I'm like, that's a really cool callback to like the fandom, the Love Life fandom. But other than that, the song was, I mean, it was really, like, it, it's mean to say bog standard, but it's pretty standard, you know, uh, Love Life Fair. But as the show progresses, yeah, no, like you were saying, very different. And I think we see that the most in a, in the, the again, I can't, I can't say it. The scare quotes yeah, rap. Yeah, scare quotes yes. rap. Like, it's not, like, it's really not... I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad they didn't. I mean, there are leading there into are stereotypes, bits, but, you know. Yeah. I'm glad they didn't like because, like, there's that part like in the episode where like, Kanon's wearing yeah. like the the very the stereotypical hat. rap gear. Yeah, it's cute, but I'm like, please don't do that. Yeah. Please don't do that. <laughs> I think that was actually probably my favorite song. Yes. Yeah, me too, for sure. I think that oh, one stood I, out. I think during the whole show, I was. Oh wow! I, this is. Great. I think. Yeah. I think Paychon nailed it mm. and i really cannot wait to see her sing it in concert it's very good i'm very, very <laughs> excited uh but yeah no music's music solid i mean lo- like love live the the as a brand they know what they're doing they know what their fans want mm-hmm. so yeah um okay so hard question to wrap this uh-huh. all up who's your best girl <laughs> Ah, I knew it. I knew it was coming. <laughs> it's very difficult, honestly, because I'm. Uh, for me, it's pretty easy. But oh, really? Oh, go. For I, it. I, if you got it, go for it. I, I got it, man. For the first time ever, I'm picking a main character as my favorite. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, Kanon was easily my favorite character in the show. Yeah. No, I, I can see why. Um, I loved how different she was from the other yeah. protagonists. No, I so I 100. Uh-huh can see why uh steven you got one or no so mine has yeah again mine mine is different uh mine has changed i originally thought it was going to be uh cuckoo Mm. uh Mm -hmm. it is not it is chisato okay i i just i i love how um, I just love her character. Like it was very, di- her character is very different than I initially thought it was going to be. Um, and like throughout the whole, those hyper genki, yeah, hyper genki, but also kind of like, um, like when they showed the previews of her, like she seemed like she was like very arrogant. Mm. Um, and although they, she has like a spirit, like she has that kind of like um, competitiveness. Um, yeah, I didn't see that at all, and I thought she was like a very supportive friend throughout the whole series. Yeah, no, um, I think it's it's funny because like, is it your favorite Muse girl is Nozomi, right? It is, yeah. And she totally gave me Nozomi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, like. I feel like this is one of those shows, like the original Love Live, like I said, Nozomi was my favorite going into the season two of Love Live, and then I changed. Uh, I feel like this might happen again, uh, because honestly, 
uh, episode Ted Sumida sh- uh, stole the show for me. Mm. Uh, I I do mm. think she's super silly and ridiculous, and the galaxy thing kind of throws me for a loop. But I really really love that episode. Um, I'm hoping because again I think like I love Paychon, but Nagisa is absolutely my favorite of the the you know uh, 3D idols. Real life idols. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm hoping Ren gets some more love in the second season. Um, because honestly, if they, if they keep her as just, you know, oh, she's really into Yuri, you know, and like (laughs) quiet girl really into Yuri, like that's fine. And it works for Rico too, but like it doesn't a favorite make, I guess. Um, so yeah. 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 Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, yeah, Sumide it is for me. Yeah. I did enjoy those bits in the show, uh, where, uh, She's uh, embarrassed about like clicking on that one site. <laughs> yeah. I'm curious. I'm curious what was in the site. Uh, yeah, what was on yeah, the site? Come yeah. on, tell us. Is it just like a story? Was it like a Dojin site? <laughs> like, what's going on here? <laughs> uh huh. Uh, but no, it was, it was just just feeding into the notion that the the world the world is just women and men just pop up when you know a, an idol needs to be born. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, I love the fact ridiculous. that they can have the number of Love Live members and we can st- still all end up with a different favorite. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, uh, subject to change come season two and, and yep. all that stuff. But like, yeah, again, I think that's awesome. The amount of reach that Love Live has and continues to have. Any hopes for season two? Hopes and dreams? I mean, again, more, more, I guess, Ren development. Mm hmm. Do you want to see any new additions? Oh, please no. 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 Mm-mm. I I I would really like a more compact. It doesn't know, it doesn't group. need to be need, uh, it doesn't need to be Nijikasaki. It doesn't need to. Yeah. I th- I, I think, mean I would I think I, that whole concept I, affected how much I enjoyed Nijikasaki. Yeah. Now, would it be just, interesting? Maybe. Mm. Because this is the the first time that we have all first years mm-hmm. in a group, and I, as far as I'm aware, there's only first years at their school. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, I think so, because it's like their first year of so, opening, something like that. If a second, you know, year comes, it'd be interesting to see if people join. But you know, I think I, I understand not wanting more. I think I can see where you're coming from, especially because uh, one of the like you know the the thing that we said we didn't care for. Um, the offhand, you know, oh, hey, we got a bunch of, you know, new students because of you. It stands to reason that the next year, exactly, people would be like, I joined because I want to be a school idol. Can I please join, you know, Leola? Although it could be interesting if they have a second foil. So you have Sunny Passion and then maybe another idol group forms within their school Mm. and they now have to compete with them. That could be cool. That could be interesting. Yeah. Um, we'll have to see. I mean, honestly, that like it's it's all up in the air. If they want to go and just be like a group of five, you know, for the next two more seasons, hopefully, <laughs> uh, I'm fine with that. But if they if they want to shake it up, I mean, I think that would be I the th- biggest think... love life development. There being a third season of it. <laughs> that would. <laughs> that that would be the, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe maybe we get oh man that's wishful thinking, like get a movie in between. Uh, I would say no because they didn't announce the movie, but it would have been awesome mm-hmm. to have like 
season movie, season movie, season movie. Oh, it's been amazing, but <laughs> what can you do? But yeah, that's uh, that's Love Life Superstar season one. Um, we haven't done this in a while. You want to rate this? <laughs> it just came to me. Like, do we want to rate this? We haven't. <laughs> I mean, we can. Yeah. Uh, I think I'd give it a four out of five. It's good. I think I think some of the the downsides kind of weigh it down for me. I'm hoping season two brings it back up, but it's not by no means yeah. by no means mm-hmm. bad. It's fantastic. But uh, compared but compared to other Love Life seasons, I just uh, I don't know. I I wish it had changed up a little bit more. I agree with that. Although I think it's hard because I I do like all you know all of the Love Life franchises, but I think I would rank this one higher than Sunshine in terms of anime. Maybe higher than uh, Nijigasaki. Odd. So I actually would not rate this higher than Nijigasaki. I love season one. It might just be the music. I love the music in season one. I mean, there's a lot of really good yeah. music in the season one Nijigasaki, but the story in Nijigasaki was. I thought there was no story it, in Nijigasaki. It annoyed me. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. That's it, that might just be like the because I do listen to the music quite a bit. That might just be the music nostalgia. Yeah, I'm just thinking me. in terms of anime. Okay. So. No, that's fair. That's fair. You yeah. got a point there. In, the, in that case, then uh, I agree. Yeah. So I'm. I would probably give it like a four and a half. Okay. Um, what about you, Steven? I think, again, it's. I think I'm spoiled by there being three very good Love Live series before. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's fair. For me, like the original will always be standout. Sunshine will always sit yeah. slightly five out of five. behind that because that was the one that really got me into it. Um, and I, I can watch Sunshine again and again and again. Um, <laughs> Nijigasaki, I would definitely rate lower. I think I think Superstar sits above that. Um, again, that is if I leave the amount of music in Nijigasaki is unreal. Like the quality oh, yeah. of the music yeah. and the quality of the music video. Like in terms of animation quality, I think this one and Nijigasaki are the two best standouts. Um, they've definitely perfected their cgi in their music videos oh god yeah oh, we yes. didn't even mention that yeah it's so good it's, it's so, so good, good. <laughs> one. um that like kind of i think the only thing i can really differentiate behind between them is like the plot and i think if i if i would give sunshine like a 4.5 then i would say that probably this would have to be a four because it's it's the plot again with some improvements in visual quality, um, I I think I they've think not, they've not this... reinvented it. They've <laughs> yeah, they've yeah, put I'll it into it. a different universe. They're trying. They put it into a different universe. Yeah. This is what I don't understand with it is they went superstar is a completely different universe. But by the way, we're basically going to do the same plot. You know what's funny though is they make an allusion to Muse. <laughs> I can't. I, I I'll have yeah. to find it. I don't. But they they one hundred percent allude to Muse, and it's like, wait, well, then why set this I, in another universe? I think I remember the bit you're thinking is about. Another? It's like they they just mention like there was a group that did this, 
Yeah, 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 yeah. And you're like, and it's Muse. it's what Muse did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's that, like you're yeah, like that's Muse. I must have missed I, that it was in a different universe. Yeah, they mentioned that's why they they timeline. That's why they didn't bring up Aqua or or Muse is is because it's supposed to be huh. in a different timeline universe dimension. Who cares? Weird. <laughs> but but yeah, no, I mean, I I, I agree with you guys. I I think. Uh, I think I'd I'd rate this higher than uh, Sunshine Season One, but definitely not Sunshine Season mm. Two. But I'm always a little bit lower on Season Ones than I am on Season Twos of of Love Live, so we'll see. Well, I'm yeah. I'm very excited to see what they where they go. Um, I think the issue man, yeah, with Season man. Ones is it's it's a lot of setup. Yeah, it is mm-hmm. a lot of setup, and that's fair. I mean, and they have to do that. If, but if anything, I, I appreciate the Superstar fact had a chance here because they had to do less setup. mm Hmm. They had a chance yeah. to actually tell more story in their season one, and they didn't really. Yeah. Still banger music, though. It is. <laughs> yep. I think that's my problem is I always look back on these shows with like major like music nostalgia because I just <laughs> I I just listen to the music and like occasionally I'll already watch it. Mm. Um. So yeah. But yeah, no, I think uh, overall, you know, hell of a start. Um, very excited to see where Lila goes. Um. We are, we are in a good timeline where we have three really good love live groups. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, more music, more animation, please. Is uh, is Niji season two next season? Is it next season? Is it next? Whoa. Or is it spring? Uh, uh, I can't remember off the top of my head. I thought it was going to be around the same time as as it was it last time, be. which was like summer. But I'm. By no means. Nijigazaki sure. season two is April twenty ten to twenty two. Okay, okay, okay. Phew. We'll do it away. <laughs> yep. With more music, please. I was worried I was gonna have that. to buy more anime Blu-rays next month. <laughs> <laughs> We're still buying the the superstar ones. Yeah, see this is this is a, this is the problem just throughout the the idol <laughs> industry, like we were talking about with uh, you know, just like Oh, you're throwing so much stuff my way, and I want it, but I mean, I really have to start deciding what I can and can't get here. Uh, but yeah, uh, I think that's going to do it for, for this month's uh, Idle Hour podcast. Um, so uh, we'll catch you again next month. Uh, Logan, tell them where they can find us if they want You more. can find us on our various social medias we are on twitter at idle hour pod we are on instagram at idle hour pod and our email is idle hour podcast at gmail.com so yeah hit us up on uh, any of those and you can get an, an invite to our discord where we play games talk about anime and idols and vtubers and all that fun stuff all kinds of stuff all kinds of stuff all right well uh yeah. until next time See you later. See ya. Thanks for listening.